Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition on a New Year's Eve Eve edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. We've got lots to talk about. We're going to talk uh, certainly tech football, talk the Cowboys, um, what they did yesterday, talk a little bit of tech basketball, um, do a little bit of a preview for the tech basketball game coming up tomorrow, give you my thoughts on the playoffs for the Bulls, and we've got listener questions, and then we will end with the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. So let's jump right into it. Wednesday, Texas Tech played in their bowl game, the Tax Act, Texas Bowl, no free ads tax act, although I do use you for my taxes. Although, can you help me not have to pay taxes? Because as we know, taxation is theft. Soapbox off. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, see, you never know what you're going to get at the Chris Carpenter show. The uh, Texas Tech played Wednesday, Tax Act, Texas Bowl against Ole Miss, and they won. And what a great what a great game overall that was for Texas Tech. You know, Tyler Shuck, I think, certainly cemented himself as the starter going into next year. And defense, I mean, you you outmuscled, you outplayed, and you certainly outdisciplined Old Miss. And just a just a great all-around victory for this Texas Tech team and a great bow to the first season in the Joey McGuire era. You finished the year at eight and five. A couple of thoughts from the game. Like I said, Tyler Shuck, extremely impressive. Yeah, you had moments where the offense stalled out. Uh, combination of things. Um, you know, I still think skill-wise, you're, you're not there offensive line-wise where you need to be, but you made the plays when you needed to. And you were able to get yourself um, pretty pretty easy victory honestly and really it in should have been worse um you know tech had a couple of opportunities you know where where they you know one in the their first drive of the of the game where you know shuck throws an interception in the end zone um you have the cameron valdez where the old miss defender punches it out I, there were some people comparing that to the leon let thing no um you know I, it was just a real good hustle play on, on the part of the old miss guy um but yeah, and you know, defensively, Ole Miss just really didn't have an answer overall. You know, they had a couple of of obviously scores, but you know, tech the tech defense, number one, you had five turnovers and you had twenty two points off of turnovers. Um, tech did, which when you do that, you you're not gonna lose. That 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 that's that's a formula to win. And you know, that was something you know, you go back and look at the the losses that tech had this year. You didn't you didn't force any turnovers and you know, I think that I think if you had you, some of those losses would have turned into wins cuz I don't think you're a great defense yet, but certainly I think Tim DeRuder certainly building a foundation on this defense. But I mean, all around a great win for for this program. Um, I'm going to get to the the donkey known as Lane Kiffin in a minute, but so far, you know, this is December 30th. We've still got TCU and Kansas State yet to play, but you are the you're the only Big 12 team that's won your bowl game. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas both. I mean, SEC teams that they are both laid eggs uh, yesterday. Um, 
you know, Oklahoma State, they looked like a mess. Kansas almost uh, won. That was a great game. They just couldn't get it done at the end. But, you know, Texas Tech, I, to me, there there is a lot of momentum going into next year. You've got Tyler Shuck uh, coming back. And I feel like i got to eat a little bit of crow with, with Shuck. Cause I, and, and it's not just me. I think most, most Tech people, podcasters, radio broadcasters, kind of had written off Tyler Shuck. And, you know, and don't get me wrong. I, I'm still a huge Baron Morton fan. Um, I hope he stays, you know, but at the same time, I don't think you can plan your team around hoping that a player stays, you know, if he makes the decision to enter the transfer portal, that's, I mean, that's the business of the college football this year. And you just, you, you keep recruiting quarterbacks every year and, you know, you'll be fine. You know, having said that though, you know, Tyler Shuck has proven himself. He, you know, he, he, um, he's eight and one as a starter for Texas tech, you know, and that one loss he got injured in, um, the UT debacle, you know, last year in Austin. So he's proven himself. I think you're, you're going to have an upgraded offensive line. And, and, and having said that, I really railed a lot on the offensive line, uh, this whole year, this offensive line got better as the year went on, and credit Stephen Hamby for that. And I said this last year, I, probably the coach I was most pumped about that McGuire hired was Hamby because, you know, Hamby was, was an offensive lineman on, on, you know, the really great leech offensive teams where the secret sauce was the offensive line. And, you know, I felt like this offensive line got better as the year went on. You're, you are bringing in um, some talent on that side of the ball, and so – I think you are going to have an upgraded offensive line. Um, yes, you're losing Sir Roderick Thompson, but you've got Taj Brooks coming back. You've got Cameron Valdez, who I've, I've been real impressed with all year long. So I think your running game is going to be fine. You know, you've got your wide receivers coming back. You've, you, you've got a lot of momentum if you're Texas Tech. On the defensive side of things, yeah, you lose Tyree Wilson, but I think you're bringing in, uh, number one, you're bringing in some really solid defensive players. And I think you've got a good foundation as well with the guys that are that are coming back, um, you know. And Tech did get a, a commit from the transfer portal uh, from a guy from Austin P. Um, so that the, there's a lot of momentum. Now, I'm going I'm to go ahead and say it right now, December 30th, 2021. Remember this. I believe that Texas Tech is going to be a contender for the Big 12 championship next year. Um, we'll see how the cards fall, but I, I, don't, I don't think it's a stretch to say you could see this Texas Tech football team in Arlington next December playing for a Big 12 championship. You know, you look at, you look at the rest of the Big 12. Um, here are the teams that I think are going to be contenders next year for the Big 12 championship. I think Kansas State's not going to miss a beat. I think they're going to be very strong next year, certainly TCU. But beyond those two, I think you throw Texas Tech in there as a contender. Um, and here's why I say that. West Virginia, I think they're going to have a horrible season. Neil Brown's going to be fired. Iowa State, they've regressed, and I think they're going to continue to regress. I think Kansas, the bubble's been burst on them. Um They'll be lucky to get back to six and six next year. Oklahoma State, I mean, it, it it is pointing to it not ending well for Mike Gundy over there. It just it just seems like that it's falling apart there. Baylor, they've regressed. 
Um, and so, you know, I, they're going to have to do a lot to, to stop that momentum of regression. You know, Texas, yes, I know Texas and Oklahoma signed good recruiting classes, but Oklahoma, I mean, they're finishing at a 6-7 and seven record. Brent Venables hasn't proven to me that he can build a contender at Oklahoma. And Texas, this is what Texas does. Yeah, they, they always have a top five, top ten recruiting class, but they never achieve where their recruiting class is, you know, is as at. And so, yeah, I mean, I, here's my prediction. Here's what the ESPN pundits and everything are going to are going to, you know, predict for the Big Twelve next year. They'll say Texas and Oklahoma probably will be your 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 contenders. I'm certainly I think they'll um, give some credit to TCU, maybe a little bit to Kansas State, but they'll leave they'll leave Tech out, which is fine. Um, you know, I, I think Tex I think Texas Tech functions better when when the spotlight's not on them. But I I just bottom line I just I don't think it's crazy to say that this Texas Tech football program next year can compete for a Big Twelve championship. You know, I think you're going to have enough of the pieces coming back from this eight and five team, plus the upgrade in talent on recruiting. I, I think they're there, and I mean, how long has it been since you could say credibly, "Oh yeah, Texas Tech can contend for a Big Twelve championship"? Obviously, it's been a long time. You know, to me, the end of this bowl, the bowl season. It's feeling a little bit reminiscent of 2007 when Tech goes in uh, to the Gator Bowl, defeats Virginia, and there was a lot of hype for 2008. Now, even the hype 2008, I don't think anybody thought it would reach the levels it reached. And I'm certainly not saying, oh, yeah, Tech's going to, this next year's Tech team is going to be 2008 level, because I don't think so. But I, I think if you're Texas Tech, I think you can get to the nine nine win mark, eight wins in the regular season, nine win mark. I mean, and if things really break for you, ten wins. Um, you know, I, I just think you have that. I think you you're gonna be. I think you should be looked at as a top tier Big Twelve team in that top tier next year. Um, now your schedule is going to be a bit difficult. You know, you open up against Wyoming at Wyoming and I know people are thinking Wyoming, well, they're nothing, but I mean, you're, you're, you're opening on the road. You've got the Oregon ducks coming into town um, in Lubbock, which that should be a fun game. But uh, again, I still think Texas tech should be looked at as kind of a contender for the big 12 championship. Um, we don't know the big 12 schedule yet. So a lot of that will depend on, how the conference schedules out because I I think if you look at this year's schedule, you know if Texas Tech had played Oklahoma State in November, they probably would have beaten them. Um, you know Baylor, Bay, you got Baylor. I think at the exact wrong time they they were they had I think they played a near perfect game against you, but you know really you you should have been able to have beaten them. It just you know they they played a perfect game against you. Um, NC State, they they you know finished pretty weak, could have beaten them. Um, you know Kansas State, again, you were a couple of mistakes away from winning that game. You know you finished eight and five, but I mean you really could have finished even better than that in this first year. You, you shot yourselves in the foot in those five losses overall, but um, 
it's exciting. It's ex- you know this is going to be an exciting off season, I think, for Texas Tech football. And you know, for the first time, I think you got you got some hope if you're a Tech football fan. You know, and I, I think it's going to be great. Now, before we put a bow on the Tech football season, and and we'll talk Tech football throughout their off season as stories pop up. I do got to talk about the bozo donkey known as Lane Kiffin. Because Lane Kiffin is a sore loser. He decided to flap his gums and make some pretty terrible accusations against Texas Tech, a certain Texas Tech football player. And I'm not going to name the name because I think it's very clear that Lane Kiffin's lying about his accusations. And so I'm not going to contribute to Lane Kiffin's slanderous lying by naming the Tech football player. But Lane Kiffin, you know, it came out. I, 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 got, the, I got the alert Thursday morning that Lane Kiffin was accusing a Tech football player of spitting and hurling, hurtling racial slurs uh, against a player. And um, first of all, your team was the team that was undisciplined. You took several cheap shots against Tyler Shuck, and your players got kicked out as they should have been. And then your players got several uh, multiple personal foul penalties because they couldn't control their emotions. So that says a lot about your culture and your program, Lane Kiffin. So, but there has been zero evidence, video evidence, person evidence except the flapping lying gums of Lane Kiffin and we know he's a liar ask the people of Tennessee if he's a liar um that any of the accusations he hurled are true and kudos to Joey McGuire kudos to Texas Tech for coming out and defending their player and really calling out the liar buffoon donkey that is Lane Kiffin. Now, University of Texas, you might want to hire him. He could fit in with your coaching culture of lack of morality and liars, quite frankly. So, Lane, just know that I will root against your teams from here to eternity because you had to flap your gums and lie, 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 lie about Texas Tech football. You should have taken the loss like a man and not been a sore loser baby who needed his diaper changed. You were outplayed. Joey McGuire outcoached you. And the Texas Tech football culture of discipline is light years ahead of what you've done to the Ole Miss program. So just remember, we're watching and we will be booing you forever and ever, Lane Kiffin. All right. We're going to switch gears, get away from Donkey Man over there, Lane Kiffin. We're going to talk some more pleasant subjects. Tech basketball. Tech basketball is going to be opening up Big 12 play tomorrow. Um, They're opening up against TCU. This is going to be a very interesting game to watch. And Tech basketball fans, I'm going to go ahead and warn you right now. I think we're going to be in for a little bit of a rough, slow start um, from this basketball team in Big 12 play. You open up against TCU tomorrow. Then you've got Kansas at the USA um, on Tuesday. That might be where the home winning streak goes away. Um, you know, I'm just not sure what we're going to get out of this basketball team going into Big 12 play. 
Um, you had your struggles, obviously, um, in non-conference uh, in in non-conference play, where frankly you were playing some really weak opponents. Um, but you I mean the last few games you were able to put it together and you know boat race teams that you should boat race. Having said that, again, you haven't faced. I mean, and, and and I'm not real. I mean, I don't think TCU is going to finish in the upper half of the Big Twelve either. Quite frankly, um, I know they've been hyped and overhyped, but I, I don't think they're a good team. Um, and and this is going to be an interesting first test for this Tech basketball team because I think I think. Um, you're pretty even talent wise with TCU. They've just they've played together longer. I think is the the advantage they might have. Um, but this is going to be an interesting test, a litmus test um, on this Texas Tech team tomorrow. Um, Kansas, I think, is going to be a rough one. Uh, and then I think you do get I think you get Oklahoma the next Saturday, and I think you can win that one. But you know it's the Big Twelve, and it, you know you, you it's an eighteen game gauntlet. Um, and so I, tech was picked to finish, I believe fifth or sixth. Um, I'm not sure where this team's going to finish. I've said it before on this podcast. and I'll say it again. I still think you've got a lot of talent on this team. It's just been putting it all together and you've seen them put it all together the last three games, but again, it's against really, really inferior opponents. And so I don't think you can glean a whole lot off of those victories. So it's going to be interesting to watch tomorrow. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be a close game tomorrow. I'm not going to give you a prediction. Um, and then we may do a recap on Sunday. I haven't decided yet. Maybe, but um, you know, tech fans, you need to be prepared to deal with some losses. I think early on, in this big 12 conference season and, you know, not have meltdowns like some tech fans are apt to do about, Oh, it's over. We're not even going to get in the CBI. Um, because I, I do think this team, I believe is, is as talented as last year's team. Um, I think the big difference is last year's team. You had a lot of veterans, um, a lot of older guys on that team that could put it together, I think, a lot quicker. And we're and I don't think this team is there yet. But I think you got the talent. It's just you got to – if you can put it together, that's when you're going to be cooking with gas. And I don't think you're there yet. So it'll be, it'll be an interesting game to watch. Um, it'll also be interesting to see how many Tech fans will be there because TCU, he's another he's, – he's in the Lane Kiffin Bozo tier, uh, donkey tier, um, because – TCU is so afraid of Texas Tech fans taking over their sporting, um, their stadiums, their arenas, that they make it near impossible to buy tickets. And they would rather have an empty arena in their, you know, terrible facility than to actually sell tickets to Texas Tech fans. So anyway, that'll be another interesting thing to watch. So, all right, let's talk a little bit. Cowboys, we'll talk a little bit of Chiefs as well. Um, Since I last recorded... Cowboys have won two in a row. Big win against the Eagles on Christmas Eve. Um, I did not expect that. And then, you know, they came back and they beat Tennessee. They didn't look good <laughs> for a, some of the game. But, you know, you were able to pull out the win. 
you know, I'm I'm trying not to get my hopes up with this Dallas Cowboys team because I've seen the history over the last almost 30 years now, 26 years since they last went to a Super Bowl. It'll be 27 uh, in this new year. Um, again, though, I mean, yeah, I think you're going to be the five seed going into the playoffs. Um, I still, you're going to need some help. You're going to need Philadelphia to drop another game, which I don't think they will. Um, you know, but you're probably going to be matched up in the first round against Tampa. To me, no excuse. Even if it's at, even though you're at Tampa, there's no excuse to lose that game. Then I think you get into the divisional round, and and you know you're probably playing, you're playing either Philly, San Francisco, or Minnesota. Yes, I know you've beaten Minnesota and Philly, but it's playoffs. That's going to be difficult. And I, I, I've said this multiple. I'm hoping I'm jinxing them honestly, but I think San Francisco is probably the best team in the NFC right now. And ugh, I don't know. Kansas City, um, you got a, a pretty convincing win against Seattle, which you know they really looked good. Probably looked uh, the best that they've looked in several several weeks now. Um, you get Denver, <laughs> you get Denver on on Sunday at Arrowhead. <laughs> it may get to the point where CBS pulls away. I hope they don't, but that may happen. Um, you still need help. You still need some help. You still need Buffalo to lose. Buffalo's got Cincinnati coming up this week. So we got to root for the Bengals. Um, you know, Kansas City, you're, you're good enough to win the AFC. It's just a matter of matchups. You know, I know you've lost to Buffalo and Cincinnati this year, and you're probably going to have to most likely beat one of those teams on the road uh, to win the AFC. You got the talent to do it. Um, we'll see what happens. But I, I will give my official playoff predictions – soon not right now uh when, when we actually have playoff brackets for the for the uh nfl so obviously <laughs> obviously my preseason prediction of the buccaneers bills probably not gonna happen um you know oh well <laughs> so we got college football playoff tomorrow as well um here's what i'm rooting for i'm rooting for actual good games uh, michigan tcu I'm hoping TCU can keep keep up with Michigan. I'm I'm um I think TCU I think Michigan's probably going to end up winning that game. I hope it's a close game. Georgia Ohio State. I think Georgia probably is going to I mean I think this is Georgia's national championship to lose. I think they are just head and shoulders better than everybody else. They're you know Kirby Smart this Georgia program they're, they are the Alabama. They're playing the Alabama role that Alabama has played the last several years in the playoff. And so, um, and I'm really not sold that Ohio State. I mean, Michigan really exposed Ohio State. So um, I think we're going to end up with a Georgia Michigan national championship game. But I hope the games are at least close because we've not, you know, sorry, there's a weird sound coming around. Um, Anyway, awkward. We're going to keep that in because Chris Carpenter's show is all about real. Um, but anyway, the, la- the the college football playoff games overall since they've started them, they've not been very close games. Um, I think the exception, obviously, Oklahoma-Georgia a few years ago at the Rose Bowl. Most of them have been blowouts. And 
I think that that's one of the reasons you're seeing an expanded playoff because not, not even though not only is it a money grab, but I think it's going to give you a better opportunity to have better games. Um, but we'll see. Huh? We'll see. Maybe some good games tomorrow. Knock on wood. We'll see. Anyway, we're going to take a break. And then when we come back, it'll be time for listener questions. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter Show. It's now time for listener questions. Two ways you can follow me. Make sure you are following the official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is at the C-Carp Show. And then also make sure you're following the official TikTok of the Chris Carpenter Show, which is just simply the Chris Carpenter Show. All right, let's jump right into it. we got some really good questions. Orenthal is asking some questions again. Uh, so we'll have one from him. Let's jump into it. We've got Graham from Hale Center. Was the McGuire extension premature? What did we learn from the Kingsbury contract? I didn't get into this when I was uh, talking in the last segment. But, yes, um, Wednesday, the day of the bowl game, Texas Tech did announce that they um, agreed to an extension with uh, Joey McGuire. Uh, six year, um, he's now got a six-year deal that expires in 2028 and then got a little bit of a raise as well. Um, predictable, well, not, I don't want to like predictably in a condescending way, but um, there were some tech fans that were a little bit flummoxed about that and there were some comparisons made to the infamous Cliff Kingsbury contract extension that was given to him um, right before the bowl game in 2013. Um, so a couple, couple things about this, about this, uh, contract extension that I think are different than the cliff contract extension. Um, I do agree when I first saw it, I was like, Oh, that's a bit premature. Here's the, here's the reality though. The nature of college football, college sports really right now is, most coaches are going to get are going to get themselves an opportunity for a contract extension when they when they want, um, especially when you got a good coach. And I, th- I you know, obviously, I think Joe McGuire has proven himself to be a good coach. Um, and so, I think in in that sense, it's probably not premature. Um, here's here's to me the big difference, two big differences between this one and the Cliff extension. Number one. Remember, in Cliff's first year, they started 7-0, and then proceeded to lose five in a row. And so you were limping to the finish, and then Cliff got an extension. This year, Texas Tech finished stronger than they started. They, they finished with four straight wins, and including the bowl game. Um, when, they, when the contract extension was given... You have you were on a three game win streak, including in that win streak, a victory over Oklahoma, which you hadn't beaten since 2011. Um, I think the recruiting class success um, that of this first recruiting class um, finishing at number 22. I think it's different than the Cliff extension. I think Joey McGuire has proven himself a little bit more than Cliff Kingsbury did, and so. I think I think it's going to work out for Tech the contract extension. I also think and hear hear this from me first, Tech fans. Well, it's it's floated around. I think in a, probably in other podcasts. I believe that if Texas or Texas A and M make a coaching change, they're going to come after Joey McGuire, um, and and ultimately it's going to be a situation similar to Beard, 
Texas Tech can, C-A-N, can afford to keep McGuire and pay him um, a pretty good chunk of change. It's going to come down to if if he wants to stay here or not. Uh, and ultimately, you know, hopefully hopefully he he's more of a tadlock and less of a beard. Um, so, but, you know, be prepared, Tech fans. You know, those, those two programs, I, I would say, definitely are probably going to come after McGuire when they make coaching uh, changes. Um, I would also say if Oklahoma makes a coaching change, I would not be surprised if they target McGuire as well, even Oklahoma State. Because I, I think the what those programs want LSU if they ever make a change too I think would target McGuire, um, so he, I think he's going to be a hot commodity, um, especially if he continues winning. So I guess to answer your question, I don't think I think there are some different I think there are some big differences between this extension and the Cliff extension. So all right. Moving on, Nathan from Lubbock, what's your prediction for number of recruits Tech will land for 24, the 24 class over the offseason given the success and trajectory of the program? I'm not going to give an exact number. Um, I, I do think you're going to get some com- um, commitments out of uh, the success of this season. I think you're going to get some more West Texas commitments. I'd love to get that Amarillo pipeline going. Um, too many of these Amarillo kids are going to TCU and Baylor and SMU. Um, I, I suspect you're you're going to have the same amount of commitments that you had last summer, if not a few more, just because now Joey McGuire has proven himself and the staff has proven themselves on the field. And so I'm not going to give an exact number, but I think you're going to have a good steady number of commitments. Um, we'll see where they end up finishing in the rankings in 24. I think you could definitely finish it as low as the twenties again. And who knows you could break in and, and have a higher recruiting class. We'll see, but I think you're going to have a good steady stream of commitments from players. All right. Daisy from earth conference play starts Saturday. Tech is projected at eight and 10 in conference play, you go on over under eight wins for the Raiders. I would go slightly over. Um, I'm thinking maybe nine and nine, 10 and eight. You know, again, I, to me, this team is still unknown. Um, you, you struggled. Obviously we talked about it in the previous segment you struggled against teams. You should have beaten you know blown the doors off and then these last three games you've really put it together but again it's against inferior teams um and so i don't there were some tech fans saying oh they're gonna finish show at 18 no i don't think that at all um but i i would bet i would bet the over um if that's eight and ten is the is where, where it's at i i think you can get to nine and nine i think you get to ten and eight um if not better again it's it's all hinges on can the pieces of talent you have on this team put it together? If they can, you know, I, I think you could finish in that fifth or sixth, even uh, even as, as high as fourth place in the Big 12. I, I think it's going to be difficult. Um, I think Kansas and Baylor are certainly your top tier. Texas is talented. Um, the Beard situation, is that going to affect them? And that's a whole other mess 
I don't even want to get into, but it, I think there's a chance Beard may come back, which I think shocking in and of itself. But um, Texas is talented. Uh, I hate to say that. Texas is a very talented team, uh, UT. But, you know, I, I would still put Kansas and Baylor better than them. Um, and then, I, you know, who knows? They're going to be a wild card with the distractions. West Virginia is looking good as well. So, but I again, I would I would bet the over. I would say nine and nine, ten and eight would be where I'd I predict right now as far as conference play for Tech. Is that going to be good enough to get into the NCAA tournament? It's going to depend. Depends on who you beat. Depends on how other conferences go. All right, moving on. We've got Fred from Gale. Any update on renovations for Dan Law or NIL for baseball? Can't forget about our most consistent program. I haven't heard anything. Um, that certainly has got to be after the South End Zone stuff. I think that's got to be the next big thing on the list is Dan Law Field and doing a massive renovation project there. And, yeah, baseball has been the most consistent, and I'm excited. You know, we're about six, seven weeks out uh, of baseball getting going, and I think tech baseball, you can look at their their recruiting class, um, top 10. I think they're going to be back to where they usually are, contending um, to get themselves into Omaha. So um, hopefully, you know, you'll you'll see some sort of announcement before this baseball season ends of some sort of major project for um, Dan Lawfield. NIL, I think they will probably have a very similar deal to what you've seen basketball get. Softball's getting an NIL deal, and so certainly I think baseball will have some sort of similar NIL deal um, that they'll have. So, All right, Rex from Seagraves. How much will it take to keep the Tim DeRuiter in the 806? Yeah, um, he certainly – I would – and I gotta give. I also got to give kudos to Zach Kitley. I know he was often criticized this year – I think both coordinators, you, you want to make sure and keep them, which I think you will um, going into this next year. Um, but, yeah, Tim DeRuiter, um, what he been able to do as defensive coordinator, uh, real impressed by him. And, you know, certainly hopefully with the contract extension that McGuire got that, you know, hopefully those coordinators are going to be taken care of financially as well. That's been something that Texas Tech's not not done a very good job of. Um, and I think when they hired McGuire, they realized, yeah, we need to pour some more money into our staff um, and our coordinators and, and, and really ensure that we have our, the coordinators are getting paid on par with, with our peers, not only in the Big 12, but in, in all the Power 5 conferences. So hopefully that they will take care of him. All right, we've got Roberta from Snyder, one word to describe Lane Kiffin, a donkey. Um, and then Orenthal, he's at Panhandle. Why are the new Broncos so expensive? I've got some considerable debts to pay, and it's hard to afford the new ones, but my last one was so great. Uh, well, Orenthal, pay off your debts. Um, why are, why are all cars expensive, you know? Well, it's just it's the nature of the economy right now and, you know, is what it is, I guess. Um, we'll see we'll see what happens, I guess, Arenthal. <laughs> Silly Arenthal, tricks are for kids. <laughs> On that note, we're going to we're going to end our listener questions. Make sure if you're not following me on Twitter, 
official Twitter of the Chris Carpenter show is at the C Carp show. I do have a TikTok, the Chris Carpenter show. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to post as much anymore from there. Cause I, I don't know. TikTok's weird to me. I, I enjoy lo- watching the videos, but I don't know if I like to see my big, ugly Kool-Aid man mug on videos. So anyway, make sure you're following me at least on the Twitter site. Um, they'll bring you updates when I, when I um, record new episodes. So anyway, we're going to go take a break and then we'll be back for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And welcome back to this week's edition of the Chris Carpenter show. It is now time for the Chris Carpenter tip of the week. And my tip of the week deals with new year's couple things with new year's number one, new year's Eve, um, be responsible New Year's Eve. I, I don't undervalue just staying in on New Year's Eve. That's what I'm doing this year. Uh, I'm going to be watching football, um, eating some spaghetti that I cook, um, and just having you know having a nice relaxing evening. Don't undervalue that. But if you do plan on going out, please be responsible. Um, you know what I mean by responsible. So, and then as we get into the New Year's, um, it is a perfect time to kind of reflect on changes that you want to make. Um, I'm not, I'm not really a new year's resolution guy, but I, I am someone that likes to kind of take the attitude of new year's new beginnings and, and kind of view it as kind of a wiping of the clean slate. So if you need to wipe, if you need a, a clean slate, if you need to wipe, that sounded weird. If you need to wipe the clean slate away, perfect opportunity coming for you in the new years. I cannot believe it's 2023. Uh, I want to take this time and thank everybody that listens to this podcast regularly. I love doing this. Um, this is something that I really is. It, I get a lot of enjoyment out of doing, and um, I, I'm so appreciative of those that listen. Continue to listen in the new year. Um, we'll have our regular episodes. I may try to dabble a little bit in doing some recap shows for basketball. I probably will not do a recap show for every basketball game because it's really difficult on school nights to record just because the school week is just, it's crazy. And by the time I get home, I'm about dead tired. Um, But, you know, maybe on the weekend games, I might try and do a recap. Um, But I will continue to be doing regular episodes. And so please continue to listen. And I hope everybody has a happy new year. And I will see you in 2023 for The Chris Carpenter Show.